Mission Chats with John Crow. Welcome back to Mission Chats. Today, I am looking forward to hearing the story of someone whose ministry my wife Holly and I have benefited from personally. And the ministry is known as Eden Ridge, and it's a fantastic retreat center, I will call it, uh, up in the mountains of Tennessee, a beautiful part of the United States. And Oliver Dossman is the president of the organization, the leader of Eden Ridge. And so I want to hear some of his story, and I hope that as you hear it too, it'll be a huge encouragement to you. So Oliver, to kick us off, i just love to hear kind of your own personal journey of coming to faith and kind of how you got to the point you are now with the ministry. Well, thanks, John. First of all, thank you for this opportunity. It's great to uh, chat with you today. And uh, the story of Eden Ridge is a God story, and I always appreciate the opportunity to share it. So thank you for that. To give you a little bit of um, the backstory, I was born in Paris, France. My family is originally from France. My parents were both born and raised in Paris, became believers through a, a different story. But to make a long story short, they became believers with the Bible, not knowing any Christians back when I was two years old, mm -hmm. two and a half years old. And so essentially, I grew up in a Christian home when I was two and a half, three years old. They became uh, Christian believers, and we were still living in Paris. And we went to Geneva, Switzerland, mm -hmm. uh, to a Bible school. Okay. And because they wanted to just learn more about the Bible and about God, and they were pointed in the direction of this Bible school in Geneva. So we went there when I was five years old. And then after a year there, we ended up in the Loire Valley, uh, just about 150 miles south of Paris, because my dad's mom and dad were living there. So we ended up going there, a little town called Amboise, uh, France. And uh, everything was going great, and we joined a little tiny church. If you know anything about the Christian world in France, it's very small. A church mm -hmm. of 20 people is an average church. 50 people mm -hmm. is a big church. 100 people is a huge church. Right. And so it's a very different setting than, than here, of course, in the United States. Mm -hmm. But we were part of this little church, and everything was going great. And one, one time, one day, I remember specifically, I was about 10 years old. I don't know the exact date. But uh, my dad and I were out walking in the woods, just having a nice walk like we did all the time. And, and he asked me specifically if I believed in Jesus and if I had accepted Jesus in my heart. Mm -hmm. And my answer was, well, yeah, of course, you have, so I have. Uh, you're a Christian, so I'm a Christian. And so, of course, that was the perfect opportunity for him to explain to me that that's not how it works, that I had to be a personal commitment, a personal relationship with Jesus. And so that day, I remember accepting Christ into my life. When I was about 11 years old, my parents sense that God was calling them into missions. They didn't know really what that would look like. They had no idea, but through some various God stories uh, that I won't get into right here, but we ended up connecting with a ministry in Ecuador called HCJB, and they were looking for French people mm -hmm. to come to Ecuador and to broadcast, to produce radio programs that would then be transmitted around the world via shortwave. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up going to Ecuador. Yep. And before we could get to Ecuador, my parents needed to learn Spanish. Right. And I needed to learn English because the school that I would be attending in Ecuador was a, an American school for embassy kids, uh, business kids, missionary kids, a Christian school. Okay. And I didn't speak English. Right. So I needed to learn English. They needed to learn Spanish. And so uh, where do you go when you need to learn Spanish and English? Well, you go to Texas. And so that's what we did. <laughs> we ended up going to Texas uh, for a year. And during that year, I learned English 
and they learned Spanish. And then we went from there to Ecuador. So that's just a little bit of the backstory, kind of my growing up and how we uh, ended up leaving France when I was 13. Yeah, that's fascinating. And I know prior to our call, we were chatting a little bit and just kind of a little connection as well with your parents then spending a bit of time in uh, the Ivory Coast or Cote d'Ivoire, which is where I grew up and spent most of my first 17 years. So yeah, yeah, I've always thought yeah, and heard, awesome. you know, the missions world is a small world. So, yeah, just a neat little connection. It is. It, it's a big world, but it's it's very interconnected is what exactly. we're finding. And even now today at Eden Ridge, we meet people, we meet missionaries daily. And yeah. it's interesting in how so many missionaries know each other. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I love to hear next is just how the Lord birthed the idea of Eden Ridge for you and then how he's developed it through you and others uh, over the past years and kind of where you are today. But maybe first of all, just tell us what Eden Ridge is. Absolutely. So Eden Ridge is a missionary focused is the way that we say it, because it's not exclusively Mm -hmm. for, but it's focused on missionaries. And so we say it is a missionary focused retreat center. And it is, as as you pointed out earlier, located in East Tennessee on the Cumberland Plateau. But the way that it started is, of course, as a missionary kid, I experienced what missionaries live and what their lives are like, which is a lot of traveling, a lot of connecting with people, always raising funds. Even when you're not raising funds, you really are raising funds. Even when you can't say it, you're always raising funds as missionaries. You're traveling, you're seeing people you haven't seen in years. And it is really rewarding and exciting and fun but it is also exhausting. And so as a missionary kid, I experienced that. I was a teenager, so I was having a great time, but I could see how it was exhausting for our family to be going from house to house and always staying in people's homes. And so as I went to, after a few years in Ecuador in high school, uh, I went to Moody Bible Institute in Chicago for a few years. And then I ended up at a university called Union University in West Tennessee. And that's how I landed in Tennessee. And the story of how this whole idea came about is is really a God story. I, I had some friends at Union. Of course, I didn't know anybody when I got there, but I was meeting people in my classes. And two friends in particular, their names were Chris and Ashley. Uh, they were dating at the time. They may have even been engaged. They were definitely together. Right. And we were just having conversations all the time. We became good friends, the three of us and, and many others. And one day, Ashley, who was she's kind of an inquisitive type. Right. And uh, one day we were having a conversation and Chris was there and she said to me, she asked me, if money was no issue, what would you love your career to be? What would you love to do? Yeah. And of course, the money is no issues. I mean, wouldn't that be nice, right? But just kind of taking the money part out of the equation, what would you love to do if you could choose anything? It's really what she was asking me. And I didn't really have an exact answer for her, but I told her five things. And I remember vividly this conversation because it mm-hmm. changed my life. I said, well, I love missions and I want to do something for missions, for mm-hmm. something related to missionaries and missions. I love business. I was working on my MBA at the time, master's in business. So I love the whole idea of managing and accounting and finance and marketing and all those things. I'd love to run something, maybe start something. I love nature. Uh, In fact, just at that time, I I had just finished a bicycle trip to Alaska from Colorado, an amazing summer of riding a bicycle and camping and exploring and hiking. So I love nature and I love to meet people from around the world and I love to travel. So I told her those things and she looked at me and this, these are the five seconds that changed my life. Literally, she looked at me and she said, well, you should build a retreat center for missionaries. Wow. Because it would be all those five things. Mm-hmm. And it, I believe God gave her that. Right. And, uh, and I remember thinking in about three seconds, thinking, wow, that's it. 
Yeah. Like, this is it. I would love to do something like that. So make a long story short, the three of us, Chris, Ashley, and I ended up starting a nonprofit and yeah. getting things launched. And and of course, it was a, it was a long journey mm-hmm. to get to where we are today. But it, it, it's been amazing to see how God has led along the way. Now, one story or one big aspect of this in particular is that we just assumed being naive in, in a sense, we really right. assume that this is such a great idea. Who would not love this? I mean, we're right. just going to tell people this idea. We're going to just share the story of what we want to do. People are going to write us checks and we're going to buy land and we're going to build cabins and live happily ever after. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. And we realized very quickly after a few attempts to tell people about this idea, this dream, that you can't really raise money for something that doesn't exist. Uh, it was just a dream. It was an idea. It was a good idea, but we didn't have land. We couldn't tell people where it was going to be. We couldn't tell them anything because we didn't know. It was just a dream. We're going to build a retreat center for missionaries somewhere, sometime. Okay. Please help us. And yeah. and how do you raise money that way, right? It's difficult. Right. And so the, uh, the, the exciting thing through all of this is that God had something in mind that we had absolutely no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, he passed away a few years ago, but my dad was an amazing uh, classical guitarist and a composer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, before they were believers, he played at Carnegie Hall and traveled the world. I mean, he was that was his career. He was a, yeah. a classical guitar instructor, private instructor, and uh, became believers. As I mentioned earlier, they continued to do music, okay. just not professionally, but they continued to do music. My mom played the recorder very beautifully, and they played together, but they never had really recorded music of the two of them. And people always asked about, as we traveled as missionaries and told the story of what they were doing in Ecuador and so forth, they would play music. People would ask, how could we get some of that music? We love it. And we didn't have any good recordings of it. So what we ended up doing was recording CDs. Okay. albums yeah and uh, we said all right we're going to do that and we'll save the proceeds for this project for the retreat center for missionaries and in two years we sold fifteen thousand cds wow which generated one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and that's how we were able to buy land so god yeah. god really it was it's a god i mean you know i was telling somebody the other day actually having this conversation it's fun now to tell the story because it's it's in the past and i know that God has blessed us and brought us to this point. Yeah. But you know, back then, we didn't know. We yeah. had no idea it was going to work. We were right. just trusting God and thinking, all right, we're going to do this. Sure. We were just determined, probably a little stubborn. Mm-hmm. And we're like, all right, we're going to do this. And now I look back you know, 20 years later, and I see, wow, that was such a really cool thing that God allowed this to happen. And that was just a, just a total blessing. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I know in my life journey, I'm sure you can speak to that too. Often we have those moments where it's like, there's no way this is going to work out or, you know, we don't see how it's going to come together. Yet when it does, it's such a boost to our faith. And it's kind of one of those things that in a future difficult circumstance or hard time, you know, you can look back and kind of see that God is faithful and wants to provide or or whatever it is you're facing. So that's that's awesome. I love that. And that's a beautiful God story, of course, but I always also give you a chance to share something that you've seen God do in your own life or through the ministry. And of course, you know, you've shared a bit of that already, but if there's something else that comes to mind, I'd love to to hear that too. Well, there's a there's a side element to this it, in the sense that I, I work full-time for Eden Ridge, but God made it possible for me to 
uh, start a business on the side, which is a web design company. And so now that company provides for me and my family financially and allows me the flexibility to do Eden Ridge and to to work full time, almost full time with Eden Ridge. And so I guess the neat thing is, as I think about it, what Ashley asked me when she said, if money was no issue, seems like a seems like a crazy notion there if yeah. money is no issue because of course money is an issue right yeah but now that i look back of course there are always ups and downs and and, and so forth but it's, it's amazing to see how this career that that i've embarked on mm-hmm. has allowed me and given me the, the privilege and the the flexibility to be able to work for eden ridge and i 100 percent or two thousand percent consider <laughs> that a blessing every day for sure uh that i'm able to do this no, that's awesome. Yeah. So encouraging to hear that. Just how, yeah, something obviously you've you've studied and maybe taught yourself a bit too. I dabbled in web design over the years, so sort of understand yeah. it to a certain level. And yeah, it's that's fantastic that that's a means for you to do what you do full time without kind of the pressure of also, you know, needing right. to right. balance. Yeah. And it's balance. a it's a flexible type of yeah. work in the sense that I can do it from anywhere as long as yeah. I have a laptop and I'm connected to the internet, which is not difficult now. Right, exactly. I can get things done. So yeah. that's that's awesome. No, that is really cool. Well, it's always an encouragement to me to hear how God uses different people with different skills and experiences to do something for the mission world. And Oliver is a great example of that. And I hope you'll tune in for the next episode when we hear a bit more from him on his experience and perspective on missions. Find us online at missionchats.com. <laughs>